chances to re-record this thanks to my experimentation with editing software, which I've mentioned in previous episodes. Whatever you guys are using to edit audio, if you're super into that thing, please let me know. The last software that we were using was amazing because it had an automatic condenser, which was really helpful for our previous episode, which was this really awesome interview with John Callis. If you guys haven't already checked that out, you should but it also took away a lot of features that made me feel like I was 12, and it had this very distinct sound to it. I don't know how to describe it. So I just kept re-recording, and then the neighbor's dog was barking, and then I realized that the fan on the laptop that I was super proud of factory resetting to only use for podcasting is probably the loudest fan in existence, and just destroyed everything I tried to record. So we'll still be recording from the Chromebook and then transferring everything over to the laptop for a while. (sighs) Anyways, what you're about to hear is a Dear Taylor episode. This is the part of the podcast where I discuss my own journey through normal while addressing my best friend ever, the wonderful Miss Taylor. I do this to document my personal journey out of the dark cloud that hangs over me, to help myself feel less alone, and to help others like myself know that they aren't alone either. Without Taylor, I would not be here today. I wouldn't be able to have this podcast or speak so freely. I also want to mention Pangu and Roger for their generosity. Thanks to them, we have reached our goal on ko-fi.com forward slash navigating normal, which was a year in platforming fees. We now have a new goal set for the year of P.O. Box fees, which is our newest announcement. We now have a P.O. Box so that we can all communicate in every possible way. Not just through email, not just through texting the Stitch hotline. There's a P.O. Box. It'll also help with my newest endeavor, stickers. I love stickers. These little puppies will have the amazing Navigating Normal logo with a QR code to the podcast to help get the word out that we're here and we're not going anywhere. If you'd like to get your hands on these stickers, you just have to send a self-addressed stamped envelope. (sighs) You honestly don't even need to include stamps. I don't care. I'll pay to get it back to you. Just send me a self-addressed envelope to the PO box listed and I'll send you some really fun, cool stickers. And while you're scrolling through the info, seriously check out my last episode where I interviewed the amazing John Callis. Every time I say that, I feel like I'm talking about a wizard, but he really is that awesome. He went through so much and his book was so good. You really do need to listen to our conversation and check out his book, When the Rain Stops, to hear about everything he overcame. Also be on the lookout because we actually have some more interviews coming up. But for now... Here's the latest All Things Stitch. Dear Taylor, I took December off. Kind of like how you checked out that one time last summer when I started the Dear Taylor episodes. 
because I didn't know when you were coming back and I was legitimately worried about you. I don't think that anyone really should have been worried about me though. I was okay, I think, with the holidays and I kind of needed to unplug and think about what I really wanted to do with the podcast and where I wanted to go in the future. It really helped renew my excitement for trying to be the next big podcaster, like we used to talk about when I stayed up late to keep up with you being in a different time zone and the girls would be gone and I had nothing better to do. Hosting Thanksgiving in the new house and breaking in the kitchen with cooking my own bird was so much fun. It was really great. It was small since I don't talk to mom's family at all. It was my girls, my dad, my grandma, and my boyfriend's parents came, which was really wonderful. It felt nice to host something, but sometimes I do wish that I had one of those giant families where there's a flock of women performing this simultaneous dance through the kitchen just to make the perfect meal. We don't always get the perfect life, which is okay, I guess. On the plus side, we were also given a break from our mandatory overtime at my work. We've been on overtime since like June of 2020, and it's February of 2022. It's been really nice to just work my scheduled hours. It's really helped me get a little bit more energy and ambition back. We even had a minor cut in hours temporarily because they apparently overhired, which was nice because I did get to catch up with some things around the new house. It's different when you buy a house because you're suddenly responsible for everything, including the electrical, which I still need to make a phone call about. When it comes to my mental health lately, though, I've had this uptick in intrusive thoughts and imposter syndrome. I think it's common when someone has experienced trauma and never really had it easy, that when you finally reach that point of happiness, your brain just isn't sure how to react to it. Does that make sense? I've had a couple different crying spells that have just ended up with me laying in bed for hours. I feel like I've spent so much time trying to make everyone else happy and now I keep thinking that if I don't start putting myself first, I'm never going to get to do that. And I'm 33, so I have to start eventually. I think this is really causing like the biggest stir in my life right now. And I think all of these issues would probably be a lot easier to deal with if I saw my therapist regularly. He's really amazing. I like going to see him. The problem is he's the only person available because of my insurance. And he's the only other option for therapy besides going to where I work. The current system here in the U.S. is so efficient that I can see my therapist about once every three to four months because he's busy helping so many other people that are also on state insurance. It can be really frustrating trying to get into this system just to get help. I keep seeing things about receiving help online, but then you have to pay so much money a month and not everyone can pay that. Plus, I like getting to go see a person. I like getting to go interact with a person. Is it sad that I have to pay money for anyone to put up with me? Maybe. It's also been really difficult to focus on what's right in front of me and not the things that are happening in the world and how messed up everything is. But I feel like it's always been that way and it'll always be that way. It's important to just try to block it out and focus on taking care of myself. 
have you been blocking it out lately? Have you been trying meditation? I tried it recently and I liked it, but it's really hard to clear my mind for that long at one time. I hear you just have to keep doing it though, so I might get back into it at some point. One form of self-care I have been doing that's in a sense self-care, you guys are going to laugh at me, is I've been baking sourdough bread. (laughs) It's been really nice to just focus on something outside of myself. You have to feed the starter and then you have to let it sit and rise and then you can bake it. You make, as Pangu called it the other day, the most wonderful little carb baby. It's been really nice to do something so simple as to take the time out to bake bread. What have you been doing as your own act of self-care or creative outlet lately? I don't feel like my loaves of sourdough bread have been particularly amazing, but I do hope they'll get better. It's like self-help without having to focus on myself. I used to knit all the time, but now my hands have been hurting pretty constantly. I feel like I have enough yarn to last my entire life a couple times over. Do you want some yarn? Do you want some sourdough bread? (laughs) Send something to the P.O. Box. I'll send you some bread. (laughs) Apparently, I'll do anything for anyone, and it doesn't matter. I've gotten a couple private apologies from former friends within the last couple days, and one of them I have not even opened because I don't even know what to say to her. I feel like these apologies happen so often anymore that they don't even affect me. If people are going to write me off, then don't feel bad about it. Just keep on going with yourself, and I'll keep on going with myself. I could get into a whole bitter rant about that, but there isn't enough hours in the day to talk about the multitude of apology messages about how I did everything right, and they did everything wrong, and I'm such a good person, and they screwed up. And I don't just mean guys and relationships. These are friends apologizing for being shitty friends. Or some don't even apologize. They just want to make sure they can still get a hold of me whenever they want. One of them was my oldest friend. And that one hit me kind of hard. I read the preview drop down that you get on Facebook Messenger. And it really struck me because she didn't even address the things that actually upset me. And that's kind of why I haven't opened it yet. I don't think she even knows what she did that led me to decide to put less effort after all these years. I feel like everyone has held me accountable for breathing the wrong way or if I smile too big. And the second I have something to say about someone doing something wrong, I am suddenly the most judgmental person there is. It's such a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. And this particular person is actually a very large factor of why I will never get married again. But I think I'll save that for another episode. There's also some other topics I want to bring up soon, but I feel like even with the lack of mandatory overtime, I've still felt like there hasn't been much free time. I do have some more interviews lined up. It's just kind of hard because I never know when I'm going to come across something during my podcast research that's going to trigger me. And then... I act all weird to my boyfriend and sometimes kind of mean, and he doesn't deserve that. He really deserves so much because he's been so supportive. He has pushed me and pushed me to re-record this so that I feel like I've gotten it right. This is our third try, you guys. I mean it when I say I want to know what you're using to edit your audio out there. It's just been so frustrating feeling 
so forgotten and then getting these apologies. And I know there has to be other people out there that are going through the same thing and feel the same way. I see it in some of the support groups I'm in online. People who have experienced trauma but also can't make connections socially. I promise I'm still trying to figure out how to solve it. I just don't understand why I end up with empty apologies instead. Maybe it's just hitting harder because of everything that's going on with co-parenting. I'm just tired of feeling like a tyrant. I'm mom and therefore I'm expected to do everything. But at the end of the day, I don't even feel like they want to be here. I know I'm spoiling them and I'm just compensating for my shitty childhood. But it's hard not to do because I want them to have all the things I didn't have. My daughter is convinced that I drive her to every single event and practice and friend's house because I like doing it. It's got nothing to do with her dad not being willing to leave the house or lift a finger ever. It's because I enjoy it. Well, yeah, I do enjoy it, but I also like doing other things. I'm not just mom 24-7. A thank you would be nice at some point. I don't know. I don't know. There is more I want to do. I just feel like the second I stop paying attention to some avenue of my life, I get treated like I'm neglecting the shit out of it. I do have other things in the works for the podcast, and I hope I'll be able to announce. It looks like later this year. I'm getting to it. I just feel like I've spent my whole life trying to make everyone else proud of me, and I'm ready to be proud of myself. But then the imposter syndrome kicks in. And I think, who the fuck am I to be sitting here talking to you about adolescent trauma? I'm not licensed in anything. I didn't go to any schooling for anything. I did take some psych classes in college, but so what? I'm just nobody. Just because I was groomed by my mother until I was like 11 or 12, that doesn't make me any more capable of talking about this. I think that's my biggest self-deprecating thought is that I don't want to spread misinformation, but I feel like I should be saying something. We should all be saying something. This is completely different from every other faction of people out there that have been given a voice. A couple weeks ago, my boyfriend and I went to see this talk with Brandon Novak, you know, from Jackass. He goes around the country now talking about his heroin addiction and recovery. I thought some of it might resonate with me since I'm three years sober from alcohol. I thought I was going to go and some part of it was going to be relatable, but it really wasn't. He talked about searching for his next fix and nothing was going to get into his way, but I didn't have that experience with drinking. I became an alcoholic because I went to the bar. I went to the bar because I got so stir crazy sitting at home alone that I didn't know what else to do. There aren't knitting groups around here. I've been trying to make one for years. There's not even a book club around here. There's nothing to do but to walk into your nearest establishment. And there, some people acted like they liked having me around. It took me a couple of years to realize they actually didn't. I still haven't figured out how to fix those problems with loneliness. But that wasn't anything like what Brandon Novak was talking about. I wasn't trying to escape from anything. Unless it was one of those nights I wanted to fall asleep without those PTSD-induced nightmares. Which, surprisingly, pretty much went away after I fully quit drinking. 
I just want to be around people. Even after I got sober, I go about once a month into an establishment and drink water just to be around people. Now, I don't even get asked to DD, and my favorite bartender just had a baby, so I can't go visit her. I've lost my excuses to go get that glass of water and be around people. It was a cool presentation, though, and I'm glad that I went and listened to Brandon Novak talk. My boyfriend has been so supportive about doing things for the podcast, and that was how I justified the night. It was research for the podcast. If there's anyone out there that has those kinds of vices and wants to talk about them and where it's led them or how it came to fruition because of their trauma, I'm right here. I know that some people need to talk about what they went through and some people just need to hear about what others are going through so we can figure out how to deal with ourselves enough to, to look in the mirror some days. Being alone doesn't affect me as much as it used to. Having a boyfriend and a tailor has really helped. And Taylor is the most amazing person when it comes to boosting up someone's self-esteem and making them feel better. She is perfect at cheering someone up. I don't know where I'd be without her or Roger Pangu most days. I'd love to hear from other people how they're doing, what they think about how I'm doing, I guess. Hopefully soon I'll get to just start living for myself a little bit more. I think that's our next goal. I'm going to learn how to live for myself. And I don't know what to do about those apologies, those I'm sorry messages. <laughs> like on South Park, when they made fun of those BP commercials. That's kind of what I hear in my head. That guy sitting in whatever crazy scenario saying, I'm sorry. Sorry. We're sorry. So maybe we should all keep that in mind with anyone we come into contact with. If you're going to have a rock of guilt sitting in your stomach for like 5 to 10 years, then don't. Just be good to people the first time. I think we all have to start being good to each other somewhere. It's not up to other people. It starts with you, whether you want to admit it or not. Just don't be assholes right out of the gate. Until next time, I'll be here waiting for you. I'll be here waiting to hear about your form of self-help lately. Have you baked a successful loaf of sourdough? Because I need some pointers. Send me the recipe. Today, I'm going to leave you with a pearl of wisdom brought to us by the one and only lovely Taylor. This is from a conversation we had several months ago, and it took me forever to scroll through our conversations to find it. But here it is, just for you. And don't forget, I love you.
and left me with absolutely nothing for myself and they just kicked me out and they're like oh yeah they have everything while I'm there scrounging to put my little bits of life together right don't feel guilty for abusers that don't and never will feel that same emotion it results in a detachment basically you have to detach even from your family that has not served you a purpose which is hard for me it's like I have an unwritten law book of wanting to take care of my grandma when sometimes she doesn't want me around she's proven it their actions show it louder than words sometimes the words show up too so it's up to me to detach and work around something that's going to serve a purpose this whole time being with that program for a year and it's got me nowhere but worse than the grounding one um yeah like that means i gotta change something i can't just keep sticking to the same system and bleeding the same way you know detachment's the first fucking hard thing is you have to detach from the thoughts of that family from whatever you hold because of what they've conditioned you to you need to understand and realize that you deserve that love you deserve the light you deserve happiness just like everyone else and if they're going to refuse that for you and burn out your light before you have a chance to really shine then are they fucking worth it i really doubt it because i know for a fact 110 percent that you you are worth it you i love you